Your dream deserves to be shared with the world, and I'm here to teach you how to do it. I'm your host, Mary Diacitas, and on the Dreamers and Action Takers, we are going behind the scenes and giving you the tools and strategies that you need in order to create your dream into the reality. On Mondays, we will be going over a hype episode to give you a boost of energy that you need for the week. And on Wednesdays, you're going to be hearing from another dreamer who actually took action on that big thing that they wanted to put out into the world. I'm so excited that you're here. I'm honored that you're taking time to invest in yourself. And I cannot wait to hear the results that you get from this. Are you ready? Well, let's go. So my beautiful friend, Emanuela here, she is absolutely incredible. And y'all, I'm so, so, so excited for you to get to learn from her because she is actually a coach in many different facets in getting to essentially help you speak online, speak with confidence and speak in who you were created to be. You'll have heard me talk about the fact that like your dream deserves to be shared with the world and your dream is never going to be shared with the world. If you can't speak it out, if you are not able to speak confidently, if you are not able to show up and tell people, Hey, this is my dream. This is my business that I'm so sorry, my friend, like it is not going to happen. You are not going to have the results that you're looking for. So I brought in an expert on exactly that. So she is absolutely incredible. She's a little bit colder than I am right now. I know I'm wearing a jacket, but it's literally just for fashion. It's like 80 degrees here right now. She's in Canada. I don't know what that is in Celsius, but we're a lot warmer here. And so yeah. anyways, welcome Emanuela. Thank you so much for joining um, the group today. Thank you for having me, Mary. And I just want to say you are amazing. I mean, I've only known you for a month, I think, and I've already learned so much from you. You're so generous with what you give us and not just in business, just showing up authentically and sharing everything that you think is going to serve us. So thank you for sharing and for having me. I'm very, very happy to be here with you again. I love talking to you. Oh my gosh. It's so fun. We literally, y'all, we got to talk last week in her group, which if you want the link to her group, put it in the chat and say, please like speaking group. And we'll make sure that you get that speaking group. But it was so fun. We literally have the best time. It's amazing. We get started because we only have about 25 minutes. And I want to make sure that you get all of the value from Emanuela because she is, you're an, you were an acting coach. Is that correct? I was an actor, a theater professional. Yes. And then I became a creative coach. So I went to school for theater in New York city and really just only saw my life as a performer. And, you know, the life of a performer includes waiting tables a lot. (laughs) So eventually I got to a point where I was like, I really want to use my passion to help people. So for about a decade, I worked with mostly older older adults in community centers here in assisted living facilities. And we did drama, music, dance, and help them write their stories and share their stories live in front of their peers. So it was like super fulfilling for me, super fulfilling. And that's kind of how I started my entrepreneurial journey and then transitioned to online. And I found when the pandemic happened, everybody had to be online suddenly. And I was already feeling the call to move my business online simply because I, now I have a three and six-year-old. I want to travel. I want location freedom. And I was finding that going to all these different homes and running live workshops, as you know, it's, it would be like doing a whole bunch of lives 
you know, doing three or four lives in a day, like when your self, when your body is your service, it can be very exhausting. So online was the way I wanted to go, but I didn't know what that would look like. And I started seeing these entrepreneurs and business owners and creatives timidly kind of coming online and even people who had been online for a while, but they didn't know how to use their voice. They had a lot of anxiety, a lot of labored breathing. I could see when I watched their videos and I thought, I really want to help. I wouldn't want to help people to feel good and to understand how their body and their breath and their voice works so that it can support them and it can support their message. And just got really deep into voice training and training my own voice again. And yeah, that's kind of how it all came together in a nice little package. I'm a multi-passionate person. I'm sure your community understands what that means. So I went from theater and dance and singing to yoga instructing. And this kind of brings it all together, my passion for movement and performance and speaking. And that's how I came to be a speaking coach. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. I absolutely love that. I love what you're able to do. I love that. It's so relatable. It's like, you have that hustle, you have that drive. It's like whatever you have to do. And I know we have so many moms in this group as well. And so you're like, Hey, I have this three and a six year old being a mom is my priority. And so being able to do both, figuring out what does it look like to be able to do both? How can I do both? And I know that speaking live video, you talked about that, the nervous, anxious energy and the breathing and everything else. So I kind of want to start there. If somebody, because y'all have heard me talk about live video before, like y'all have probably seen me on live video. I love video. I love being on video. I think it's fun, but I think that it's a skill that we can all improve on. So for the person who still gets the anxiety, like the nervousness, can you give us some advice on how to show up in any speaking environment without the nervousness and more than just like, Hey, keep showing up. Like, do you have any specific Mm. tips? Yes. Yes. This is probably my favorite thing to speak about because 73% of people have glossophobia which is the fear of public speaking. So my first thing I tell people is you're not alone, right? Like there's nothing wrong with you for feeling the way you feel, for having anxiety, for being afraid of speaking. Let's just acknowledge that that's normal. That's totally normal. So once you have established that, for me, I feel like that makes me feel better. I'm like, okay, I'm one of 73% of people. And I, I also like to let people know that Yes, I was a performer, but video can be a whole different thing, especially in the way we're doing it today. Most of us did not grow up with TikTok. Most of us did not grow up with phones in our hands. Maybe you did, Mary. (laughs) You're a little younger than me. But even still, like it's not really natural. It's not what we're used to doing. So let's just acknowledge that it's okay to feel awkward. It's okay to have anxiety. The first thing I work on with people is your breath. If you don't have a breathing practice, your voice is going to fall flat. So this is why I do belly breathing and diaphragmatic breathing with my clients right off the hop. A few reasons. Number one, diaphragmatic breathing helps you turn into your parasympathetic nervous system. So most of us are always in our sympathetic nervous system, the fight or flight, right? Which we know that stressors from life, we're in fight or flight a lot more than we should be as human beings. So that diaphragmatic breathing right away switches you into your rest, relax, and restore. So if you practice a few belly breaths before you go live, even if you have to lay down on the floor and really start to engage your abdominals, 
it's automatically going to reduce a little bit of that anxiety. Then it's also going to support your voice, support your vocal cords. I mean, you see singers when they're breathing, right? Their bellies are going in and out. And we need to think of our voices as our instrument, as our way to communicate. And, you know, we know that what we say is important, but it's how we say it. So if you want your voice to resonate, if you want it to connect with the people you want to connect with, start with the breath, right? And that's going to give your voice more resonance, more support. And when we learn those techniques, it takes away a little bit of the fear, right? Because it's like anything. If I sit down at a piano, but I don't know how to play it, I'm going to be very nervous. But the more I learn the skill of learning the piano, when I go to sit down, I'm a little less nervous. That's why I try to teach people technique on how to support your voice, how to breathe properly. Because once you have those skills, it's going to be that much easier. So you're not alone learn how to breathe. And then of course, like, I'm sure you say this all the time, Mary, know your material, know what you're going to say, know what you're going to talk about. That should be like a no brainer. I know people love to, I just want it to be organic and slow. Well, yes, eventually you may get to that point, right? I'm sure Mary, you can go on and just start talking to your audience because you know them so well, you know exactly what they need to hear in that moment. But as a beginner, have your notes. There is nothing wrong with having notes. Even professional speakers on stage sometimes have little cue cards and you can glance at them, right? Nobody's going to go, oh my gosh, she's using notes. I got to turn her off. Like, this is just what you do. It's better to have notes and stay on track and keep that, you know, consistent objective of what you're trying to say than start talking about your dog and your sister when we were talking about this. People will, you'll lose interest quick. So have your material ready. Be of service. So if you can, before you go live, ask yourself, what is my objective? What do I want them to feel? Do I want them to be inspired, educated, excited, confident, empowered? What is this giving for them? And then the more we can make it less about us and more about the person watching our audience, right? And really reframing our minds to think of, to be of service then that I find does help the adrenaline and the, the anxiety. And I actually, now I'm going into my next tip because I always say, turn your anxiety into adrenaline. Listen, when I was doing live theater, I could do the same play like 100 times. And every single time I was nervous, it's not a bad thing. It's a good thing because if I didn't have any nerves, if my stomach wasn't like, Ooh, I would just come on and be like, Hey everyone, there would be no energy. So again, it's totally natural. We just need to reframe the feeling of, oh, I'm anxious to, oh, I'm excited. My body, the same physiological things are happening. My heart is racing. My hands are getting sweaty. My breath is getting labored. Physiologically speaking, we're doing all the same things when we're excited. Like I'm going on on a roller coaster as we do when we're like, oh my God, I'm going live. So same thing. These tips are so good. And I think that last one on the fact that it's so close in our brain of, you know, the excitement or the adrenaline or that, that joy that you feel and anxiety, like, how are you going to label it? So choose to label it as excitement. That was amazing. The fact of having your notes, 
Y'all, I don't know if you know this or not, but there's still times where if I want to go live and talk about one very specific thing, I have a sticky note that's like right above my computer or right next to it, where it's like the title and then my three bullet points. And I know at this point, oh, I'm going to tell like these three stories, but I have that sticky note there for me to remember. Okay. So being able to have that. And then you talked about the breathing exercise. And I'm so curious about that. And I'm wondering if that's something that like you and I can do together and then other people can follow along as they're like watching or listening. That's a great idea. Yeah, let's do it. Because a lot of people may not be, you know, if you're, if you're already like a yogi or, you know, you do a lot of breath work already, but it's always good practice, even when we speak. So the first thing is to sit with a tall spine. Okay. So ideally you want to have your feet planted and you want to have your sit bones planted. And I'm actually sitting on a stool because when your hips are higher than your knees, you have better posture, right? If you're sitting in a chair, the chair has ruined our backs, right? So you want to have good posture because your lungs have more room to bring in more air. If we're sitting like this, right, we're constricting the diaphragm or the lungs and the diaphragm. So place your hands on your belly. And you can close your eyes if you want to. Actually, let's do one hand on belly, one hand on chest, because I really want you to feel the difference. So without me instructing, you just take a normal breath in. Deep breath in. Okay. Now, which hand moved more? Your hand on your chest or your hand on your belly? Which one moves more? Yeah. I think my diaphragm, but I can feel my heart. And so I feel like that's what I'm focusing more on. Right. So a lot of times when I tell people to take a deep breath in, this is what happens. We bring it all in our shoulders and all in our chest and we actually like contract. So having a hand on your belly, I want you to try and breathe only into your belly. We know that you're not actually breathing into your belly, but think of pushing your belly button into your hand and you're blowing your stomach up like a big balloon. So without even moving the chest and then try a counted breath out through the mouth for five, four, three, as you draw the navel in towards the spine and then just relax and breathe normally in and out through the nose. So we want to breathe in through the nose, down into the belly. When we push the belly out, the diaphragm drops and you get more air into your lungs. And then as you exhale, the belly button comes in diaphragm lifts and pushes that air back out and then relax. So a great way for beginners is to do this laying on the floor with your feet on the, on the ground and your knees bent so that you can think of bringing your low back to the floor as you're exhaling and flattening that spine. And this is help. It's going to help you when you go to speak because we want to speak on the exhale. A lot of times why our voices get trapped or we feel like our throats are sore, we're breathing in as we're speaking. We're like trying to talk like this and it's getting up here. We want to we wanna breathe in and then we speak on the exhale. It's a lot at the beginning for your brain to be like, how do I change this? It's like That's I'm trying why- to like pat my head and like rub my belly at the same time. So I'm like thinking about it, but it makes sense. Because I notice when I get more excited when I'm speaking and I'm very animated when I speak. And I know that on days when I have a lot of calls, like I will not only be physically exhausted, but my voice feels tired too. And it's because when I get so excited and I get up here, 
that I'm like breathing in. And then I like forget to <laughs> breathe. Yeah. Out. So taking wow. some of that belly breathing and the more we practice off of our calls, off of our lives, the more I, it'll just be muscle memory, but a little tip about the voice drinking enough water, right? Trying to avoid, yes. Trying to avoid caffeine and alcohol, like save that for the end of the day. You know, don't drink coffee all day long. You'll definitely lose your voice. And even the shower, I love a hot shower. And that steam is going to help reduce phlegm and kind of warm up, warm up the vocal cords too. So those are some ways and getting a good night's sleep before, if you can, is going to definitely help keep your vocal cords moist and supple. Cause what happens when we talk so much, if we're talking from our throat, instead of using that diaphragm, our vocal cords actually become like really puffy and red and strained. Wow. So when I talk about water. I have to drink water. <laughs> <laughs> All of these tips that you've given, I just want to note on the fact that they are so simple. And I so appreciate that. Like, you're not telling me that I need to like run around and like, again, pat my head and run my belly and do all of this, but it's very simple things that it's also like, we can do at home. And like, you are teaching people how to do these things that are very easy to do, but we're not taught them, which is why you're here is to be able to teach us how to do it. Because I know that there are actually a lot of people in this group who want to become a speaker. So if that's you, like, I want to hear it in the chat as well. It's like, Hey, one of my goals is to become a speaker. I've asked y'all before, like, Hey, if you knew you could not fail, what would you do? Like who's on there was to become a speaker. Hello. Ted talk, Ted talk. <laughs> come on, come on. Let's go. Let's go. Is this happening for you? Like next, this year, next year, five years, like when is just so we can be prepared. When's this happening for you? <laughs> uh, you know, it's not a goal of mine at the moment. I love being on stage, but I love, I love putting on a character. And I think one day I will want to speak about something, but I haven't quite nailed what that would look like yet. So at this moment, it's not a goal. I really, but the goal for me is seeing my clients on stage and knowing that I was a part of them because I work with people who have incredible stories, incredible life-changing events that if I can help them share that message, then I feel like that's, that's my dream. Oh, so good. I'm like looking down here as well, because there's a couple of people who were like, yes, five-year goal. Marcus said this year, like so good. Hazel said like great, simple techniques. So there's some people who like Ted talks, that's their goal. I know that's definitely one of mine. I'm thinking in the next, like, I'm here years. for you. <laughs> I'm All right, here for yeah, you. I got you. I'll let you know when I figure <laughs> out what I want to speak on. Yes. And, uh, I'll be sending you a DM, which is we'll good. We'll exchange notes. We'll exchange notes. Like, what are you going to talk about? I'll talk about this, but yes. I, I thank you for saying that they're simple because one of my little pet peeves, if I can talk about that in the industry is I see a lot of coaches say, find your voice, unleash your voice. And they don't, they don't mean your actual voice. They mean yeah. like your inner voice, right? Your, which is, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, but often that's where the block comes. It's like, and then you get attached to that worthiness of like, well, I know what I want to say and I know I have a message, but I just don't know how to actually implement that. You know, it's not just, well, just think, think positive thoughts. <laughs> we need, our body needs to know how to do that. Yes. And it's like, there are so many years where we were doing it one way. Like we were, you know, I speak on the inhale. I speak when I get excited, all of these different things. Like 
we have been conditioned to do things one way for years and years and years. So when you think about it and you think about the way that like a river goes, like water carves a path. And depending on how long the water has been in that path, it can carve through rock. And that's like, whatever divot can be really deep. And so when you come in and you teach something new, you know, there may be people who are like, wait, but I'm trying to breathe deeply and it's not working. I'm not able to do it on the first try. It's like, of course you're not able to, you've been doing it this way for 20, 30, 50, 60 years, like give yourself some grace, but also it's Mm -hmm. the benefit of having a coach where for 30, 60, 90 days, like a year, whatever it is, you can be very focused on learning this skill and knowing that like, Hey, I'm going to get the practice in, I'm going to get the repetitions in. So then when you do have this period of more intense, I guess, filling that divot so that the water isn't rushing through it anymore, then it's easier to go back on. You're creating the new boundary for you to fall back on. And that is really powerful. I love the way you put that. And that kind of ties into what we said, you know, the speaking blocks that we wrote in the, in our tagline and speaking blocks are exactly that things that we've either consciously or unconsciously started to inhabit in our body. And they are restricting our natural voice from being its most powerful and its most engaging. So think of when you were born or you see a baby you may not remember when you were born, but if you see a baby, they scream, right? Those first cries, that's your natural voice unleashed. But for years, whether maybe sometimes it's from the way your parents spoke to you, right? If your mom talked in a voice like this, then maybe that's what you learn that, that girls talk like this. We talk very sweet, right? And then you get to your adolescence and you want to be cool with your peers. So you start talking a little lower and your voice changes. And through the years, we pick up those kind of things. We also pick it up based on our class, our gender, our culture. Sometimes we feel like we have to assume a role. When I started teaching yoga, I was like, okay, I have to put on my yoga teacher voice. And it felt so disconnected because I was trying to be this thing. And I'm not saying that we don't have different facets of our voice, just like we have different facets of our personality. But once you learn how to use your voice, you can then choose which ones that you want to use with your audience, which type of voice that is still your natural voice, but which elements are you going to bring forth? Which ones are going to really resonate with your people? When I was growing up, I could always tell who my mom was talking on the phone with. I don't know if you could do that. Just by the way she was talking, like if it was her sister, she had a certain slang and my mom is Italian. So she had a certain dialect with her sister, even compared to with her brother, like, mm-hmm. right. And we do that too. Like, I don't talk to my audience the way I talk to my kids. And it doesn't mean that you're not being authentic, kind of, kind of bugged me that word sometimes, but you're bringing your best self to your audience, your best qualities of you and your best qualities of your voice. I think that's so good. And the part that I want to like make sure that everyone listening hears this. And I like see Marcus is on the um, chat as well. He lives in Australia right now. So it's like, Hmm. like 6am or something. I don't know how early it is, but we only have a couple more minutes and I want to make sure that this hits home. Cause I think that if you only take away one thing, this is probably the most key and it's showing up as you for your audience. And it's like, yes, you have different facets of yourself, like from you're talking to your friends to how you talk to your mom, to how you talk to your grandma, to how you talk to your audience, like for sure, they're all you, but 
the most important things. You're showing up authentically as you. I am not going to show up on my live video and try to look and act like Emanuela. Like she is beautiful. She's incredible at what she does. She's a very, like, she's very well-spoken. However, if I try and show up as her, y'all are going to be like, Mary, what are you smoking? Like, what is wrong with you? Like, you don't sound like you. And like, I've talked about this before. Like I failed for almost six months in business because I was trying to show up as I thought I should, as other people Mm. told me that I should. And so I was very stiff and it was very strict and I didn't move around a lot. And it was like, there's a balance to that. Like, do I move around more than I probably should? Probably. Like, we'll just say that probably. However, my goal and my value is to show up authentically as me. If we were just having a conversation and we weren't on live on Facebook right now, like I would still be moving around a lot. This is what I would wear. This is how I would talk. And so showing up authentically as you and figuring out what that is and being able to do that when you do show up live consistently. I think that that's the most key because you're going to speak with confidence when you're speaking as yourself. And when you do that, other people's BSO meters aren't going to be going off because we have it, even though we don't realize it sometimes, like we have that BSO meter of like, mm, this isn't authentic. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's good. And that's definitely a great compliment you want to receive from your audience, right? When they say you're so authentic and you just feel like, okay, great. Then I'm coming across as me. And that's, that's my goal. And you said something about moving around. So I just wanted to touch on that quick because move around. Like I put on a song before I I like to sing a song and then dance before I go on to get my body, your, your body holds your voice. When we talk about speaking blocks, that's another thing. The first thing we do is remove the physical tension. Physical tension is, is trapping our voice. So dance around, shake it out, get it out and then get grounded. And it doesn't mean you can't move. We don't want to see speakers who talk like this and use the same tone the whole time. That would be really boring. And then just smile at the end. Right. So your hands help you express yourself but there is definitely like too many hands too that can be like way too distracting. So get all that movement out, move your body, get your nerves out by moving your body and then get grounded and do your diaphragmatic breathing and be yourself and enjoy it and have fun. Girl, this is so good. Well, I like want to keep talking to you. However, I know we have like a time, we have a time limit today. But for the people who want to get to know you more, yes, next time. For the people who want to get to know you more, they want to be in your presence. They want to hear more about what you teach, see if maybe it's a fit, whatever. How can people get in contact with you? Yeah, I have a free group, which you already mentioned. It's called Captivate. I can pop the link down in the comments. And also I do have an on-camera checklist and it kind of walks you through how to warm up yourself, your space and your script. If anybody wants that, you can let me know as well. It's free. Oh my gosh. That would be amazing. Thank you so, so, so much. Your generosity, your love, the way that you show up in the world and the way that you help other people is so appreciated. So thank you. I appreciate Back at it. You, girl. <laughs> uh, so good. You're so welcome. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Yeah. We'll make sure we post those in the comments and y'all have an incredible rest of your day. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this episode of dreamers and action takers. I'm honored that you are here, but before you go, I would love to give you a free gift. Would you take five minutes 
to subscribe, rate, and leave a review below so that we can get this podcast and information in the hands of more people. I have a dream of working with a hundred million women and helping them to share their dream with the world. And I know that I can't do it without you. So once you rate and leave a review, if you would send a screenshot of that to the email podcast at thedreamers.co, and I'll send you a free gift. It's basically a broken down sales cycle of how to talk about your product or service online and customize it to yourself to get clients in the door. So I'm honored that you joined me today. I cannot wait to see you for the next episode. And I hope you have the most incredible day. I'll talk to you soon.